Section 39 of A Minor War History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Minor War History by Martin Alonzo Haynes. Letters 105 and 106. Letter 105. Point Lookout, Maryland. August 10th, 1863. I want something to do, and so I take my pen in hand, etc., and yet, after all, I have been pretty busy this forenoon. We had to move our tents so as to give the officers more breathing room, delicate souls. Then I went out and did my week's washing in a skillful and artistic manner. When that was hung out, I watched the operations of a pile-driver. We are to have a sink way out over the river, and the piles for its support are being driven into the sand. The toads here! their number is legion of all sizes and conditions there is the very best of understandings between them and the boys for they are our dependable fly-traps the men drive them into the tents rather than out i am fairly in love with some of the bright-eyed little fellows that are tent-mates of mine they sit so demure and still until a fly comes within reach when there is the flash of a tongue and one less fly to plague us Long live the toads, and may they multiply and increase at Point Lookout. We had another installment of rebel prisoners yesterday, five hundred coming down from Washington. I could not help noticing the feeling between the men from North Carolina and those from the Gulf States. On their arrival here, the prisoners were formed into companies of one hundred men each, and as far as practicable, those from the same state were put together there were not quite enough north carolinians for a company so some mississippians were put in with them who began at once to berate their new messmates twitting them of being unpatriotic and telling the guard that those fellows wanted to get back into the union dan and i are going to fix up our tent first we will raise it up a few inches so as to give the air a chance to circulate under the bottom then we will build a couple of nice bunks one on each side and between the heads of the bunks a table just big enough to eat and ride on tuesday evening august eleventh i have been on fatigue duty to-day this forenoon i was digging a hole on the beach in which to set a pile post and this afternoon i helped pitch some tents for the adjutant about half a dozen of our boys came down on the boat yesterday some of whom had been in the convalescent camps or in the distributing camps at alexandria ever since the regiment left washington for the front but george slade was not among them and now i am wondering what has become of him and where he can be company one had fried fish both for breakfast and dinner to-day they were fine sea bass brought in last night by a fisherman in his boat he had an iron bucket full of blazing pitchwood for a light and his two little bareheaded children were with him a boy and a girl five or six years old they were very pretty fair-haired and their appetites evidently had not been spoiled by indulgence for their father cut slices from a huge loaf of bread in his basket which they put out of the way clear as fast as their little jaws could work well my boy dan has made up the bed and gone to bed and i guess i will follow suit wednesday evening august twelfth i made a great discovery to-day nothing less than a newspaper in this out-of-the-way place it is named hammond gazette and is published for the benefit of the sick and wounded in the hammond general hospital it is a little fellow just the size of the literary visitor that george batchelder and i used to print 
this afternoon i went down and hunted up the office along with old printer smith of the twelfth familiarly known in manchester as snuffy smith we found quite a neat little office with a real sociable vermont printer running the establishment about the middle of the forenoon we had a wild gale here coming off the bay and the river was full of vessels fleeing to shelter under the point desmond and i went out this evening and brought in a couple boards which we have cut up into length for bunks but as we have yet to make a raise on some nails we will use them to-night for a floor and i guess we will need one for it looks as if we were going to have a great shower thursday morning august thirteenth last night we had a holy terror of a storm the wind blew almost a hurricane the water was a continuous deluge and the thunder and lightning were terrific many of the tents went down but ours stood up nobly those boards of ours were a perfect godsend as a brook of no mean proportions ran through our tent and we were perched above it high if not dry jess dewey's tent was one of those that blew over and everything in it got thoroughly soaked i thought at one time ours would have to go it must have been a sight dan and i each hugging a tent-pole and holding it down for dear life letter one o six point lookout maryland august eighteenth eighteen sixty three i was terribly provoked this evening i had just got comfortably settled down to write a letter when i was ordered out on a detail i soon found it was to load boards at the wharf for the sutler as i was on guard last night and going on again to-morrow it looked to me very much like crowding the mourners and more than that i did not like being ordered out to do work they have no right to put on a soldier anyway but to keep peace in the family i went and did the work and now at ten o'clock i have got back to my letter i have been very busy to-day and have something to show for it dan and i got hold of some more boards and immediately proceeded to build a palace we have a good one the walls four feet high with our big tent perched on top a bunk on each side a table and lots of spare room not to mention a well-fitted board floor we have an addition to our company in the shape of a contraband who come across from virginia in a little dugout canoe the other night we took him in to the cook and he is earning his keep wednesday morning august tenth we are getting quite a gathering of prisoners here several hundred arrived yesterday the increasing force of prisoners calls for extra vigilance on our part we now have two dahlgren boat howitzers posted so as to command the rebel camp and are going to have four more the rebels are set to do their own work to dig wells build cookhouses etc in such a crowd you will always find a proportion of smarties and a few of the lordly ones kicked up a rumpus and swore they would not do any work for the united states they changed their mind when they were strung up without any parley and the joke of the thing was that a good many of the prisoners were tickled to death to see them disciplined did you ever know sam newell he was one of the squad that enlisted from our company into the regular cavalry last fall when we were in washington on our way down here he came on from the front with a lot of dismounted cavalrymen and when we came down here he simply got homesick so he got on board the boat and came along with us this was nothing more or less than desertion and he was arrested here and put under guard 
but one fine morning samuel turns up missing and is not heard from again for several days when he appears at the guard-house under full military escort and is again in the toils and more carefully guarded than before when he ran away he went up country about forty miles and let himself to work in a sawmill the owner has a schooner on which he ships wood down here to the point and the next trip he made sam came along to help work the boat he kept pretty shady while they were unloading here but one of the officers got his eye on him and sam was ingloriously dragged out of his hole i guess most of those fellows who went into the cavalry wish they had stayed with the old second they missed that long furlough at home and life with the regulars is not like soldiering with your own crowd of old-time friends and acquaintances End of section thirty nine